Welcome to the Social Feed Podcast. I'm your host, Missy. We are coming at you from the Hubbard Broadcasting Studios here in the Twin Cities. Thank you all for listening. This week is episode 61. This week, we have with us our guest, Derek Haganis. That's right. You got it. <laughs> I'm so nervous about not pronouncing that right. <laughs> um, he is one of our graph designers by day, and by night, he does pinstriping and hand lettering, so a true creative in all aspects. <laughs> and as always, we have our producer, Pat Lager. Yeah, I'm back. I was gone for a couple episodes. Sorry about that, you guys. I know you missed me. Oh, thank goodness. <laughs> so let's get into this week's episode number 61, why animated content is taking over your social media feed. So the first thing I want to jump right into is, Derek, before working on our team here on the radio side, I'll say, in the digital side of things, you were working at a TV station doing motion graphics. Correct. Yes, I was. So talk to me a little bit about how going from doing motion graphics for TV and in that sense to jumping into more of social media motion graphics. Sure. Um, I think one of the biggest things is, um, well, format is one. Obviously, we're going from a much more uh, widescreen format to a smaller format and time. Uh, A lot of the stuff that I did uh, was very 3D based as well which i'm not doing so much of with the social stuff but uh i mean we'd be doing quick hits that were you know one second two second animations where now we might be doing something that's 10 to 15 seconds for social media um and that are more so in the tv side anyways more transitional or informational to um getting from one topic to the next topic why do you guys think animation works so well on social media? I mean, obviously, video content has always been doing really well, but animation, I feel like I just see it popping up everywhere, and we do it for our clients all the time. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about that a little bit more. I think one of one of the reasons is it's getting easier to do. Um, it's still not super easy if you want complex animation like the 3D stuff you were talking about for mm-hmm. TV, but there are apps and other more simple tools that are getting made and utilized every day that you can use from your phone and just add some simple text to a colored background that that moves in. Um, but I think the main reason is it just it just catches your attention. Something moving always catches your attention mm-hmm. better than something that's still. Oh, yeah. I mean, I've loved cartoons since I was a kid. I still love <laughs> cartoons. And, uh, you know, I think one of my favorite things about it is that it's exactly that. It's captivating. Like, if you're scrolling through your feed... I'm going to I'm going to rather spend 60 seconds looking at your clever animation telling me why I should be looking at your post versus just your still post or just your photo. You know, cuz it it's about 2 seconds for me to take a take a look at something and be like, "Okay, I'm I'm ready to move on" versus like just getting locked in and be like, "Oh, this is really cool. This is really cute." You know, it it makes you feel something too. Animation can be used to really convey a lot of different emotions, happiness, joy, um, sadness. Um, you know, I'm sorry, the sadness isn't a really good one, but it, uh, well, but for some clients, sometimes yeah. that's appropriate. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, I think one of the best, uh, things I can reference is the movie up. If you ever seen I that, love movie. that movie, <laughs> so like the beginning, like five minutes of that movie, literally it, it doesn't matter if you're a kid and you're four years old or you're 84 years old, you watch that first five minutes and it's so profound where you see the beginning of birth 
to growing, to learning, to falling in love. You're going to make me cry. (laughs) But no, for real, like that's, I think that's where animation is just like, it's, you can go about it by laying it out in text and try to read through it all or, you know, do it in video. But I think like being able to show like those little expressions and those little moments in a way that's like really cute but at the same time like so profound I always such point, a really powerful I, thing i always point to that scene or that that sequence as one of my all-time favorite sequences in a movie just because there's no dialogue in it yeah they, they don't yeah. say a word mm-hmm. and it, it it is it's several minutes of telling a story and they couldn't have told that story any better you know if they detailed it into a novel that was yeah, I mean, yeah. They, actually i saw i think it was on the Pixar Instagram TV a couple weeks ago, they do these kind of like, um, it's not side by side, it's top and bottom because Instagram is vertical video, but they show the movie clip on the top and then below they have actually the, the screenplay or the script scroll through so you can see what the screenplay looked like for the sequence. And that sequence was one that I saw. Oh, really? So seeing it written out, it's it's nothing. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's just a bunch of words telling you that they got married and now they're walking up a hill towards a tree. That that means nothing. But as soon as you animate it and put pictures, moving pictures to it, it's gonna make it's gonna make Missy cry. <laughs> oh yeah. I definitely cried when I saw that movie. No doubt. But that's one of those things is that and you brought up a great point, is that when using animation you're able to um, you're able to teach somebody something, you're able to make somebody feel something. Um, you're able to get somebody's interest without having to use words or text, which is a really cool thing that you can offer clients is like, if you're having a hard time reaching people, it's a great tool to pull at those heartstrings or to pull at those interests, tell your story, tell a story without having to sit and read through something. I feel like we got to read so much enough as it is There's a lot of content to digest, go through out there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So getting into, you know, we obviously just talked about why it's important to do content like this. But the next part I want to talk about is how, for the people listening, like, how do you come up with this content? Like, what are, like, okay, I want to do some animated content. Cool. What are my next steps? Like, where do I go for inspiration? How do I even convey that message in a short, sweet, animated post like that? Where are some places I can go to get that? Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well, the the first thing is determining what content you just animating something doesn't make it better, right? You have to have Absolutely. good. Great you have point. to have a good content to start with, and then you need to determine based on that content whether it's worth animating or not. Sometimes yeah. it's it's not necessarily worth taking the time because it will take more time to animate anything than it will be just to create a, a static image, whether it's text or just a picture of somebody or a stock photo or whatever. Animation just, it takes time. Yeah. And so you have to really determine whether or not it's worth it. And in a lot of cases, I would say it is worth it just because of the way social media prioritizes video content mm-hmm. um, and the way it catches our eyes. Um, but that's the big thing. You got to start with good content. You can't just like, I don't know, daylight savings is coming this weekend as we record this podcast. And so starting Friday and Saturday, I'm sure social media is going to be flooded with posts reminding people to to change their, their clocks back. Mm-hmm. Some of them might be animated. Some of them might be still pictures. In that instance, I'm not 100% sure that animation really makes the difference like what extra does that convey that a image 
still image wouldn't mm-hmm. convey. As far as getting inspiration, it's just seeing what other what other brands are doing. A lot of um, a lot of our animation and kind of graphic design inspiration has come from bigger brands like Starbucks. We go back to yeah. Starbucks. Starbucks does such a good job. Um, yeah, they just they do a really really nice job. Um, Taco Bell does a really good job. Mm-hmm. Big brands that have more money and you know the big creative teams are putting out really good content and kind of leading the way. So those are the I'd say some of the best places to to look. Yeah, no, absolutely. Do you think that when you're creating content, like I think about looking at an Instagram feed, is it good to have a mixture of photos and animations? Because I know some brands are just doing full animations. What's the best route? <laughs> to be honest, I'm not sure that the answer. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think having a mix is good, to be honest. Um, I, I Sometimes just having those quick hit posts are super great. Like if you've got like a discount code or you've got like a quick hit promo. And another thing that's really cool is that you can sandwich uh, animation content with still stuff to reinforce that. Um, So I I think having a good mix is good, especially a good photography as well. I think having a good mix sets you up for success, no matter what the algorithms and stuff are. Mm -hmm. Um, Right now I'm working on a presentation all about video. And so I've just got video stats and stuff running through my head because I'm um, just, I've been looking at Instagram and Facebook and YouTube, how long video should be and what content works best and everything. And, you know, about the time us marketers and social media people get it figured out. Facebook changes their algorithm and all of a sudden a text post is going to show up more in people's news feed than a video post or an image post. And so it's always changing. And so for Instagram and Facebook, especially where those algorithms are so big, I think you're, you're right on. You've got to have a good mix because at some, at any point, Facebook could come in and say, no, we don't like video content quite as much in your news feed. And so if you're doing all video content, well, that kind of sucks to be you. Yeah. yeah, that's a super good point too. So I'm just looking at, because we've done a ton of animations for our clients. And so one thing that I always love to talk about is like giving inspiration and ideas. And so, um, and if anyone listening, well, hopefully you listen all the time to the Social Feed Podcast. If you go to our social media channels, we actually created an, anima- an animation graphic for the Social Feed. Yeah. So we love to do that for our podcast to kind of just give that visual element to it. So that's something you guys can check out for inspiration. But I mean, things like American Refugee Committee, we've done some animations for. Um, do you want to talk a little bit about using text in animations? Yeah. What's yeah. what's your process when you start with yeah. text, Eric? Uh, well, with text, I first I want to figure out what the copy is first, and if it's too long or if it's too short, and. Uh, Again, it kind of goes back to when we were talking about having a good content and more so a good concept as well to go with that. Because usually when my, my process is, I'll take a look at what the content is, how we have to display it, and um, figure out a storyboard of how it plays out in my head. I'm kind of one of those people that when somebody comes to me with an idea, I can start just rolling the feed right in my head. Mm-hmm. And so... I kind of like, it depends on what it is. If it's something where we have to showcase a product, I like to try and keep my copy to like single lines and keep the, the product the main focus of the graphic. So rotating through images or um, uh, we've done some really cool ones for um, the, 
Health Foundation yeah, Birth that, Center. that was one that I was going to bring up. Um, where it's kind of more influenced by lyric videos. I used to do a bunch of those way back when I first started doing animation because they were really simple. You were rotating and making text fly in in clever ways that lined up with the notes of the song. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes when we have something that it's really text heavy, but it's animated and it's laid out in a fun way, it'll still keep people engaged to read through what their uh, what the content is. I think engagement is a big point to bring up with animation. With, with a good picture, with a good still image, a good photographer or designer will know where to lead your eye. Like you are supposed to look at the center or whatever the subject is with animation that just takes that up a notch. Mm -hmm. Like with one of the health foundations animations, I remember that, that you did Derek was, it was a a stat like 85% of births. I don't remember this. Yeah. It's, it's a pretty long stat, (laughs) but yeah, it's, it was a pretty long stat. And so if you just saw all of that text at once, as you were scrolling through Instagram or Facebook, Mm -hmm. you might not read it because it's a lot of, text yeah but the way you animated it in you animated it in so you could read it as it was the words were popping up on the screen so it made it not only more interesting but it told the viewer where to read right didn't look like just a block of text yeah and kind of to go off of that and it's obviously we're not seeing it right now but uh when you have a big block of copy like that um I kind of learned like in my side thing with lettering and typography and when you're trying to get a message across, it's also about prioritizing your copy. Like what's, what are the most important highlights? What do people really need to see? So like, for example, 85% is a big number and it's a big part of the statistic. So you might see the eight, the 85 in the graphic a lot bigger than the rest of the copy. And then it kind of builds off of that. And then, um, you know, births or uh, locations, whatever's really important to that stat to really kind of, I don't know, I like the word sandwich, you know, make <laughs> a really fun tech sandwich of all your big important ones and then keeping your smaller, you know, less important, I guess, uh, within that is a really fun way to play with copy. Um, I'll put a link to all the Health Foundations videos in the show notes um, because I'm just pulling them up here now and I'm like, you guys, like, you have to see it. It's just, it's just so visually appealing the way that these are laid out and it is a ton of information there. Yeah. So we'll put some links in there so you guys can check them out um, after you listen to the podcast. And then, um, like, for example, too, like, that's one with a lot of copy and here, I'll pull this one up. This was just a quick one graphically where we just had uh, less copy, but we wanted to show. Oh yeah, this is for um, uh, kind of like a local um, taco brand. Yeah, 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 fast food, fast food, Mexican food. Yeah, we wanted to showcase. Um, I can't remember. It was uh, their burritos, yep. in in a fun way of uh, like the one one burrito, two burrito, three burrito more. Yeah. <laughs> so where where does it go? Like, where's the fi- the line between like? this is a social media animation post with some like quick content and it goes into like, this is kind of turned into like a full fledged video. <laughs> where, where does that, what does that look like? How long should social content be? I mean, obviously it's good. It can be as long as it wants, but where does that kind of fall for people listening that were wanting to get more into animation? Well, one of the things I just recently read uh, from ink.com, um, which is a really great magazine, and website, they do a lot of updates on all that kind of information and stats. And one of the things I read recently is that the average person has about an eight second 
to eight and a half second attention span. So it's almost like a rodeo. (laughs) So it's like social media rodeo. Like how long can you hold on to this? Yeah, that's great analogy. And, uh, and then in some cases it's it's even shorter, like 2.8 seconds or something like that. So, um, I try to really keep that in mind when I'm working with our strategists and our clients, um, with their content to figure out, okay, is this something that we can tell the story in under five seconds? Or is this something that we can develop into more of a series that people are going to be more invested in over time? And I think that's kind of, uh, I don't know, just getting to know your client as well and like knowing what they're looking for and what they want to say in their posts or their campaigns is really important. Yeah, I don't know if, I mean, length definitely does play into it. Obviously, if we're mm-hmm. doing a 90-second animation, that's not just a simple social media post at that point. Yeah. But I don't know that there's like a hard rule. I mean, maybe it's the 15-second mark kind of, you know, an Instagram story is 15 seconds max. And so maybe you could draw the line at that point, but you could do a lot of complex animation that would take hours and hours and hours in 15 seconds. So oh, I, for sure. I don't know that there's necessarily a length where you would go, that's just a quick social media update post, and then we get into more big-time video production. It's what elements are you using and how much movement is there. And I mean, it's kind of ambiguous to say, but how much work is it going to be for for the animator, which as a business owner, you'd, I, it's hard for me to tell you how much that, that's going to be until we actually get into talking about what that's going to look like and the copy and the images and stuff like that. Yeah, I absolutely agree. As far as people who want to step into this and try to do some animations, is there any tools out there that they can use to kind of dip their toe into the water with? Or is this something where it's like, hey, you probably just need to hire someone to help you with that? Because I know there's a lot of free tools that they can probably use to try it out. I mean, what what we're using, which is the the top of the line, is uh, Adobe After Effects. Mm-hmm. Um, that's motion graphics for anything from social media posts, like we use it for. But major movie studios use the same software to to change the look of their films and do all sorts of crazy 3D animation and all that. Um, so that's if you really want to get into it. Yeah, you know, that's a that's in the Creative Cloud with Photoshop and Premiere Pro and Illustrator and all that fun stuff. But I don't know the name of any off the top of my head, but there are lots of apps you can search for for iPhone or Android that will do just simpler. You, you type in some text and it will animate that in on a yeah. colored background type of thing yeah. for you. We'll do a little research and we'll put a link in the show notes yeah, too. Of some free, mm-hmm. some free apps. Um, Cause I'm always about like, Oh, how can, how can we try that out? <laughs> um, so as far as like, like when you are doing the animation itself, what are, what's, when you're talking about like, you know, the content that's actually going to be in there, what are you looking for? I mean, obviously images, text, where do you find photos when you are doing those animations? What does that all look like? Cause I'm so out of this, the whole process. So I'm just really curious how that all works. Sure. Uh, one of my favorite things to animate and work with are, uh, illustrations or vector art. I love doing stuff with characters. Uh, I've just recently started doing like much more with characters and, uh, animals and people and like you know making you know uh kind of that emotional connection with people with so stuff are you like that, drawing out the characters or does someone give them to you or like how what is that process like? sure i mean right now a lot of what we're using is more stock illustration okay. just for time and for um 
because I mean, illustration is a whole nother oh job in gosh. itself. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I can do it, but I mean, I'll be here till next Wednesday before I start animating. So yeah, we'll use stock images, stock, um, illustrations and, uh, other of those, uh, stock video, other resources that we have available. So are you typically like when you do an animation, are you doing something in Photoshop first and kind of coming up the design and then animating it? Or are you doing building that all in the after effects? Uh, sometimes it depends. Um, sometimes it's a lot easier to just do it right in after effects. Um, with, uh, it depends on what, uh, what we're making and what's provided. If there's certain things that they want to use within it. Um, sometimes it's easier to build it in Photoshop first, just to separate the layers or, uh, illustrator as well. If we're working with vector, cause if we can separate those and then put those in after effects, we can then create all like the, uh, puppet points and stuff to make those trees wave in the wind or birds fly in the sky. Cool. So it's kind of a mix of the the software, at least for me. I don't know what about you, Pat. No, I think, I think that's, I, I come from a purely video background. And so I've learned Photoshop out of necessity to do a few things and, mm-hmm. and only a few things. Um, and so I would prefer to start in After Effects for 99% of the projects sure. that I work on. But the nice thing about the Creative Cloud and our workflow here is that it doesn't really matter. There's it, It's not easier one way or the other. It's just a matter of personal preference. Yeah, it's, it's just as easy to build something in After Effects for somebody who knows After Effects as it is for somebody who knows Photoshop to make it in Photoshop and then bring it into After Effects to make it move. Oh, absolutely. Um, when would you say it'd be better to do like a... I'll say like a, a video versus animation. So like what type of, I guess it obviously depends on, you know, what you're trying to solve because I know with like video, it's like, okay, you need someone to be an actor in it. You need to, you know, maybe voiceover, you know, there's all of these different things where animation can kind of help simplify that. What would you say when you're comparing? What's oh, the time you use what? Well, I, I, I do want to clarify a little bit. Animation is video. And so, all work. We're, we're talking about all video content here. Um, maybe we should have clarified that at the beginning, but we'll do it now. <laughs> I think when we're talking animation now, we're talking about stuff with no sound, similar mm-hmm. to that up sequence. Mm-hmm. Maybe a light music track in the background or or something, but we're not we're not adding a voiceover. We don't have anybody saying anything specific. We're letting the animation do the talking for us. And so I think Missy's question is: At what point do you start? adding those other pieces is that, what, is that what you're saying yeah like when do you start um like if someone were to say okay i want to do tell a story about my brand you know when is it better to go the route as in hiring people to be featured in the video versus doing an animation with having maybe characters in the video like when what's the best way to kind of determine which route to go i think price would be one place to start for that um because with video as you know you've got to bring in a whole crew lights equipment, actors, makeup, editing, you know, pre-production, post-production. And then you still might end up adding some animated elements right. in the video yeah. as so well. So animation could potentially, depending on what they want, be a more cost-efficient yep. route. Could be. Potentially. Yes. But yeah, it I depends mean, on what you want. I yeah, always say I, that as a caveat. The same, the same with video. You you could hire somebody who just comes in with, with their camera and doesn't mm-hmm. have the lights and crazy microphones sure. and all that yeah. and yeah. do a simple video. And in some cases that could work or just film with your iPhone mm-hmm. that, that could work in a lot of cases. But then when you get more complicated and you get the, the, 
production crews that come in with the lights and everything, it obviously ups the cost. Same thing goes for animation. If you're just doing a simple post with an iPhone app where you're, you load a picture into the app and put some text over the top of it that the app goes, here, we'll move this, and then you don't have much control over it, that's obviously going to be very cheap or even free. But then if you want more complex custom animated pieces and the vector stuff that like Derek was talking about, yeah. then that gets more and more expensive. I think when when you start talking about adding in voiceover and adding in those more produced video elements, um, then your animation becomes a video at that point. And you can combine the two or go back and forth between the two, mm-hmm. um, add animated elements to a video, add um, video scenes to an animation. You can get as crazy as you want. Yeah. I mean, you could have something as simple as B-roll video footage, uh, uh, you know, if you're in a dental office or something, and then you have your stats animate in text or with graphs or whatever it may be. So yeah, it's, yeah, there's a lot of different avenues you could take it. Yeah. And, and cost is going to be determined on all of those, but I think, I think the big determining factor is time. Can you get this message across in five seconds? then yeah, use something simple and just do a quick animation for it. If you need to explain something more in depth and you've got, and you need 30 seconds or a minute to do it, then you're going to want to do something that's more on the produced video route, whether that's an animated video or a a filmed video. Yeah. And I mean, I kind of made some notes here too that, I mean, animation really works great for anything really it just like we talked about the content and Mm -hmm. the uh concept i mean with infographics you know charts um shapes characters and text are going to be great um how to works really well with video in the sense of if we're shooting a video and we're um you know you've got uh, uh tim allen showing you how to build uh you know a new cabinet or something you know, we can see the video of it and everything, but we can go over the main bullet points of how that's what what gets glued, what's get assembled, um, what kind of wood in those like big points. So like you have those to make notes on or you see those great videos of, you know, how to make a cinnamon roll in 13 seconds, you know, bowl, eggs, one cup, two cup in. in those taste of, tasty videos get me every oh, time. Yeah. yeah. But I, w- I would count that more as a video with animated elements to it than sure. an animation okay and so i i mean um i would i would say as a video guy first that something like a how-to mm-hmm. would be better as a video and yeah then, with yeah it, you can do an animated how-to it's just going to take you a long time and oh, the point sure. of a how-to is to show somebody how it would look in real life and so if you're animating how it's supposed to look in real life then we get into ikea directions and everybody knows how much we love ikea directions for putting furniture together Mm -hmm. so i mean but for infographic like the um, statistics that you that you've been making for um health foundations Mm -hmm. that's perfect for an animation yeah conveying information or making something that's complex into something simpler yeah, and you know what? I, that brings me. I was looking at a video today, or it was an animation, and uh, I can get the link here for you too, so you can put that in yeah, there. Yeah, perfect. Uh, but uh, Bill Mayer was talking about the Super Bowl, and he was talking. He was basically giving how 
all of the teams in the NFL, you know, are equal, how they take money from the richest teams and then they all equal it out across all the teams. So it's like an equal playing field and then come Super Bowl time, Super Bowl winners get last pick in the draft. And the whole thing was just him narrating this incredible animation over like 10 minutes. And it just would move from sequence to sequence with, you know, football characters. And then, you know, he is uh, talking about he'd move into numbers and to an infographic. Then all of a sudden it would shift and you'd see 3D bar charts come up and give numbers. And then those bar charts would turn into the cross, you know, and Jesus is on the cross. And he's like, <laughs> you know, I feel bad for these teams. I get crucified every year, Oh my God. you know, but you know, it may be an interesting subject matter, but still it was just a really effective way to tell his story mm-hmm. about the NFL through animated series, no video at all. I've noticed that a lot of like business insider and stuff like that, that I follow are, using animation more and more like you go on facebook and you see an article and i'm like oh i want to learn about how to become a millionaire before age 30 whatever Just click on it go to the business insider website and instead of having an article there now they have a video and most of the time it has an animation with it and so you're you're going there to look at another video which i thought is really interesting because the whole concept of a lot of those businesses is writing and articles and so they're taking that and they're making them into all this digestible content video increases on page time on your website like nothing else yeah most people if you if you wrote a, if say business insider wrote an article and had somebody read that same article with that infographic on it more people would watch that video that's the same exact content on the same exact page then we'll take time to read through the the article that is that's 100 percent me that's 100 percent. well and I, I i also read another stat today that like over 60%, like 68% of people are visual learners. Yep. And that's um, kind of reminds me too, like uh, the Ted Ed series on YouTube. Um, those are all like educational videos, and they're all animated. Mm-hmm. So I think education is definitely a great platform for animation to live to. Yes. It's really perfect for, you know, getting points across or, you know, I found like for me, politics being a creative i'm not really much of a politics person i'd rather just like go in the shop and play music and paint all night but for somebody that needs to be educated and learn on these subjects i find that some of these educational videos of like how congress and everything works and how all of these systems work together are really well represented through animation and that makes a lot of sense to somebody like me that's like oh you know, I can't sit and read all of this stuff about how the legislative branch works. I'm just going to go to TED Ed and watch it in an animation. But that's such a good point because, yeah, like it and like what you said, Pat, too, like it's the same content. It's just put in a more visual manner. And like, I mean, again, I think all three of us in this room here are very visual learners. So mm-hmm. definitely leading to that side. But it just makes things so much more digestible and easier to understand. And I just keep going like, you know, you go back to like you know, middle school and high school. And it's like, you get these big textbooks yep. and you read through it and you're like, what the hell did I just read? And I'm like, you know, go back and read again. Like, but videos just, it, it stays in your head. Like we're mm-hmm. all like 85%. And that's like for a birthing center. And you guys are remembering that. Well, you can, you can visualize so much with some animation on a video. Take a, a nonprofit. They would, you know, send out like a year end recap. Here's how much money we raised. And here's what that money did for 
our cause that we're doing. You could put that in a brochure and for years and years and years and years, nonprofits did that. They would send out a, you know, a newsletter in the snail mail Mm -hmm. to people that had donated saying, here's what your money did this year. And then, um, you know, we, we started digitizing those and maybe just sending the same thing out via email, but it was still text with a few pictures on it. But with animation, you can make that into a two minute video and put that on your social media, put it on your website, email it out to people and people are more likely to consume it and remember it. I saw a stat, and I'm not sure I 100% believe this because of the stat is so outrageous. People remember 95% of what they see in video. Well, I mean... 95 just seems like a lot to me, but the, yeah. the point still stands. You remember more of what you see when you can connect it to something that you care about than if you're just going to read something. Well, it kind of goes back to like, did you guys ever have to like, the like jingles? Like when you hear jingle, you remember it. You know, it's like music. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's just, there's that visual, you see it and you hear it and it just, it sticks with you. So I definitely think there's something to say for that. It made me just think of the old uh, Tootsie Pop ads <laughs> with the, the Lick It Owl. With the owl? <laughs> yeah. I mean, how simple were those? Yes. And like, I'm, you know, 30 now and still remember those <laughs> like they were on yesterday. Yeah. Um, I mean, animation is really powerful in that way. So the last question I have for you guys is if someone wants to do animation, which shameless plug, you all should. Um, <laughs> what are some things that they should be asking people that are going to do the animations for them? What are things they should be looking for and be prepared to know about before beginning this journey, animation journey. Well, I'd say, first of all, any any company that you're hiring to do any sort of content for you, they should at this point or in the very, very near future, as in by 2019, be able to make some sort of animated content for you. Mm-hmm. If they're creating social and digital content for you, that should be something that any content creation agency mm-hmm. w- company should be able to do for you. But I, I would say the first thing that you need to ask them um, is for some examples because different industries are going to be portrayed differently. um, And and we work with a ton of different ones, but we always try to personalize when people ask us what we can do. Like if you're in healthcare, you want to see other healthcare animations Mm -hmm. because a healthcare animation is going to look different from that Taco Bell animation or that Starbucks ad. And so I think that's the biggest thing. Know that, know that the company that's making your stuff is going to be able to customize it for your audience yeah i was gonna say that's a that's a really good point because i was in a meeting right before this and the word cookie cutter came up because we were we were meeting with a client and they said hey we had this company design this for us and they pulled up this like it was like a christmas like a holiday graphic and someone else on our team was like i just met with a different client and they're literally using the exactly same graphic oh no and so it's like two completely different brands. They're not related at all. And they're using the same. Mm. And again, you're going to have a little bit of overlap with like people using the same photos and stuff. But I, I always go back to you don't want something cookie cutter that someone else is using because that's not going to make you stand out. Yep. Right. Yeah. No, a body of work is. And whether you go with a, a bigger agency or even if you're working with a freelancer, mm-hmm. because there's a lot of great freelancers out there, yeah. mm-hmm. um, is being able to see a strong body of work that they're able to. Uh, convey your message no matter what type of company you are and can do it in an effective way that makes sense to your market and your audience. What's a reasonable timeline if I were to say, hey, I want some holiday animations created for a holiday campaign I'm doing. It's what, November, early November right now. (laughs) I need to buy mid-December. 
<laughs> Thank you for asking my least favorite question in yeah. the entire video the process. Most loaded question oh. I've ever heard. Oh, the my least favorite question, whether we're talking about animation or video, because it's the most open-ended. It it depends. That's my best answer. Yeah, it depends. The more lead time you can give, the better. I mean. For our clients, we're starting to work on holiday images and animations and stuff now. Mm-hmm. And that's almost late in some... So you can't get that to me tomorrow, Pat? No, I can't get that <laughs> no. to you tomorrow. <laughs> nice try. But, I mean, in in your mind, as you're, you know, kind of visualizing this, what this animated content could be before you go to somebody to animate it, just try to think of how complex it's going to be. Like, if we're talking two or three colors with... with some text on it that moves that's probably more simple mm-hmm. than fully animating a, a character on, yeah on or screen. scenery yeah, yeah. Um, and knowing full well that you know the person doing the animation knows how much time it's should know how much time it's going to take better than you do but just think about complexity obviously the more simple it is the the quicker the turnaround can be do you like having someone to come with like a plan of what they want and examples or are you kind of like, no, come kind of open-minded with a cl- more of a clean slate? I, th- I think examples are great. I, I, I think those are a huge tool, uh, especially when showing an idea, because like I said, we're visual people. It's really hard to like say, hey, I want X, Y, and Z written out and I want it to do this and this versus, hey, I saw... You know, we keep using Starbucks. I saw Starbucks <laughs> do this, or I saw M&Ms do this. I want to do something like this with mine, but I, here's what my take would be on it. Having those visual examples are super great, and but also just like, I think being able to come with an idea is great. I mean, it's kind of the same thing in branding too, which is a whole nother thing, but it's really hard to, it's a lot harder to try and come up with your idea for you if you don't have a base foundation to go from because it can be a lot of shooting in the dark and then it kind of adds to the time then of you know we might have to come back and do a lot of revisions because this turned out to be not at all what you were thinking in your head yeah i would if you've got a brand standards kit for sure share that right away um and then along with examples of what you do like or do want if you have a couple examples of stuff that you don't want yes that that definitely helps us from going into the going the wrong direction the danger zone the danger zone (laughs) (laughs) um this was great i was really nervous about doing this podcast because i was like we're talking about animation and there's we're like you know how are we going to refer back to all these graphics but i hope we did those listening i hope we did a good job of explaining you know the benefits and what to look for and we'll put a ton of links in the show notes um with all the things we described on the podcast today but thank you guys all for listening and we'll see you next week The Social Feed is a production of Hubbard Interactive with music provided by Minneapolis-based artist John Atwell.